My name is William Hansel, and I'm the Sheriff of Humboldt County, California. So over the last 40 years, marijuana has changed here in California. Uh, we once were an area where it was heavily illegal growing was going on here in Humboldt County in what we call the Emerald Triangle, and now it's transitioned to a legal market. And so most of our people growing here in the county are legal, but we still have those people that are growing illegally and, uh, and causing a lot of problems here in the county. Uh, the people, the, so, so the argument for legalizing marijuana was that it would get rid of the illegal, the unhealthy, the environmental damage, the pesticides and the human trafficking and all that. Right. Has that worked? It hasn't because there's still an illegal market out there and it's, it's illegal throughout the West Coast. Uh, legislation or the legalization has been very difficult for people and regulation has been difficult for people and there's still a need for black market marijuana throughout both the United States and the world. So we're asking people who are were in the illegal market to become legalized and it has been very difficult for them because it is not something that they're been used to and so a lot of people try to start out in the legal market and through regulation and through difficulties of running a business they decide they're going to give up and they're going to go back to growing illegally because it's you know it's what they know. Or is it easy for them to get a permit to grow legally but then sort of divert some of it into the black market because I mean how do you know it? Right. Yes, there's so many legal markets or legal grows here in the in the state that we know that a lot of that marijuana is going outside the legal channels. We have a track and trace system that's not truly a track and trace system. And so we know that there are product that's going out the back door and that people still have channels back to the East Coast from California growing in, uh, and growing here and selling the product out of state, which is not legal. Yeah. Uh, they can only supposed to, to sell it to licensed dispensaries here in California. But we have so many legal operations that if you truly have all that legal marijuana going into the, the legal markets here, the markets will be flooded. And so it is, it is, not, it is not something that, uh, that we're, we've been ignoring. We know and we've actually followed up on a lot of legal, uh, legal grows here that are doing things wrong. And whether it's code enforcement or state licensing enforcement or, uh, or criminal enforcement, you know, we're going after those people and, uh, and holding them accountable as well. Talk about how uh, the the marijuana trade actually drives illegal migration and vice versa. So labor is one of the biggest liabilities when it comes to marijuana. In the past, where we had where it was used to grow five thousand or we used to grow marijuana, it used to sell for five thousand dollars a pound. You could afford to spend two to three hundred dollars to a labor worker, you know, to to trim a pound of marijuana. It's labor intensive, and so right now you have the price so low five, six hundred dollars a pound that they can't afford to pay, you know, the high price for labor. So what we're seeing now is people being trafficked into some of the remote areas here in California and, and forced labor on these marijuana farms uh, outside of cell service, outside of, of contact with people. And they're sometimes held against their will. Sometimes they're held with a promise to pay at the end of the grow season. And when it comes to that time, then they're either, you know, beat up, shot, or they're, they're, they're basically taken somewhere and not paid. Mm. And some of these people are brought up from Mexico or from Guatemala, Central America. Sometimes they're from some of the Asian cultures. 
and they come here and then they don't feel like there's a recourse because they're not citizens of the United States. They don't want to report it and they're going to go ahead and move on. Mm -hmm. So we know this is happening. We hear reports, we've seen reports, and we actually followed up on some of these investigations. It's easy to see how they could be taken advantage of because even the, their bosses know that they're there illegally and they have no recourse. And so it's like, what are they going to do? Absolutely. <clears throat> so it's, it's modern day slavery is what it is. It is. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So modern day slavery is happening here. Labor trafficking is, is uh, a major deal here when it comes to marijuana. Uh, mm. Like I said, it's, it's something to where, you know, you have, this is still very much organized crime. Mm -hmm. And we have organized crime and syndicates from, from all over the world that are here in California that are invested in growing marijuana illegally and, and funneling through the markets, again, throughout America and throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And so they're bringing in their own labor and they're forcing them here to, to work against their will. And sometimes they're, they're sold into sex slavery. Sometimes they're just used for labor. And we even had uh, a case here about 10 years ago where we had two people from Guatemala that were shot you know, at the end of a growth season. And one of them survived. That's the only reason why we knew about it. And we were able to, uh, to, to track that case down and hold that person accountable. And he was charged federally for essentially trafficking and, and homicide for what he did. He would, you know, when it came to payday at the end of the growth season, he shot his people as yeah. opposed to paying them the several thousand dollars that he owed them. So they, they don't value human life. They're valuing this product. They're valuing their business and their organized crime. And that's where it becomes very difficult. So a lot of places to hide a body out there. Absolutely. Yes. So you're, you're, you're these, I mean, marijuana is grown here in the Emerald Triangle, but not because the soil is great, the environment's great. It's because it's the geography. They're living miles and miles behind locked gates, miles away from civilization. If there's a gunshot in the middle of the night, no one's reporting that. There's no cell service. There's no utilities. They're living totally off the grid. Mm. And so these people are truly trapped there. Oftentimes, they're blindfolded to get to these areas. So even if they wanted to go somewhere, they can't. They have nowhere to go. They have no idea where they are. Holy and, smokes. Uh, and so people do this all the time. There's a, it's very risky behavior for anyone to come up here to work in the illegal marijuana industry. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, talk about your motivation for what? What's your motivation for taking this job and for doing what you do? Being a sheriff is a unique position here, especially in California, and uh, and so this is something that uh, that I believe I was called for. Uh, this is uh, um, I'm a believer, uh, and Christ is the center of my life, and I believe that Christ called me to this position. And I see him be, I see me being used in this position throughout the time that I've been here. And mm -hmm. and I couldn't do this job. The amount of, of the amount of stress, the amount of issues that we've had within our department with working in California, working as a law enforcement professional in general, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not centered, if you're not focused on something that's true and, and worthy, mm -hmm. which is what I believe my mission here uh, is at the sheriff's office. And if you're not focused on that, then I think you get lost mm. and, uh, and you truly don't have a mission. God has put me here and this is my mission. And this is my mission field, the sheriff's office, the people of Humboldt County. And when God tells me that it's time to go, I'll go. Mm. But until that happens here, I'm here to serve. And being a public mm. servant, being uh, as Christ and led an example as a servant to his people, I'm here to do the same thing. The Bible makes it clear that these are, you know, this is really a fight of light against darkness. It's a fight of good against evil. Right. Uh, do you see that darkness? Do you, you know, what, what, how do you 
perceive that in this in, in Humboldt County? We see in Humboldt County and in California good versus evil. We see the evil of child abuse, of drugs, of sex trafficking. We see this firsthand every day. We see people's worst days every single day. Mm -hmm. And we have a very difficult time sometimes dealing with that and coping with that. And I, I believe if you didn't have a Christ-centered life, you, you can't rationalize that. Mm -hmm. And so we know that there's good and evil, but we also know that we're here to make a difference. We're here to make an impact. And we can be used every day to be what we call that thin blue line. Mm -hmm. And some people want to make the thin blue line to be something more than it is, but really it is. It's that it's that line between good and evil. We're there to stand in the gap because who else is gonna go in the middle of the night when someone's screaming for help, when there's mm -hmm. shots fired? We're sending our deputies there into the line of fire because we believe in our mission. Mm -hmm. We believe that God has us here for a reason and that you can't help but understand that this is a calling. Mm -hmm. if, this is, if you're in this job for anything other than a calling, then you're in it for the wrong reasons because mm -hmm. we're here to serve the public. We're here to stand in the gap. We're here to make a difference. And you look around the, the state and the nation, and who else is there to do this? Talk about the guys that you work with, guys and girls that work here. Yeah. Uh, tell me about them. I'm very happy that we still have people here that want to, to do law enforcement here in California, and we do. People want to serve. People want to be there. People want to make a difference in their community. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say that we have young men and young women that are really willing to step up here and to deal with all the mental illness, the child abuse, the drug addiction, the violence associated with all sorts of stuff here in California. They're willing to step in that gap and to take this stuff on, head on. Tell me and, about how it's, uh, it's surprisingly... A high amount of crime for such a remote part of the state. Tell me about that. Here in Northern California, we're you know 250 miles north of San Francisco, mm -hmm. and we're here amongst the beautiful redwood trees and the Lost Coast, and we have the Pacific Ocean. We have all these great things going for us, but we also have a high amount of people that are addicted to drugs. We have a high uh, child abuse rate and domestic violence. All these things are contributing to the high violence here in, in Northern California. Mm. And we don't have a great economy, and there's a lot of things that are not going correctly here, I think, mm. here in the North State. And so we have people that are in the criminal justice system. We have people that, again, are addicted to, uh, to drugs. And in California, oftentimes they talk about harm reduction mm -hmm. and they keep people in their addiction by giving them more needles or make it easier to get their drugs or safe injection sites. And I believe that's the opposite thing that we need to do here in California. We need to look past the addiction and look to the person mm -hmm. and say, this is a person that's trapped in their addiction. What can we do to get this person out of their addiction? Mm -hmm. If you have compassion on people, you know, you want to get them out of that in, right. that environment. And you, so you that's don't want to make them comfortable. You want to make them better. You know, that's right. A, a true friend doesn't make you feel good. He makes you be good. That's right. <laughs> and being a part of the sheriff's office, we run a jail. I have a run a 417 bed jail. And some people say incarceration is not the answer. And I agree with you. Incarceration is not the answer for everything. But when you're addicted to drugs, sometimes you need 30, 60, 90 days to be away from that, to become mm -hmm. sober-minded. And I call it the gift of jail. Mm -hmm. When you get somebody in jail for 60, 90 days and they become sober, mm -hmm. then they're able to make that right decision of, of what to do next. Mm -hmm. What can I go next? How can I get there? And, and how can I get out of this addiction? And that's why I believe that's, you know, we're, we're failing here in California because we're not holding anyone accountable for any of their crimes. Mm -hmm.